Greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. It is I, your amazing, awesome, illustrious host here, Brother Akiharo, a.k.a. Panther Cage, a.k.a. Brother Mustache, here to welcome you back to episode 8 of this amazing podcast we like to call The Wrestling Multiverse. And if you don't know by now, The Wrestling Multiverse, we're covering wrestling from all over the world. Be it AEW, TNA, WWE, CZW, NXT, PWG, New Japan Pro Wrestling, AAA, CMLL. If it's wrestling, we're covering it. If it's fighting, we're talking about it. So up next, I'm going to be talking about uh, WWE SmackDown. You already know the deal. It's highs, it's lows, it's ups, it's downs, all arounds, all of that good stuff. Before we jump into that, right? I'm going to need y'all to do me a favor. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you share it with your friends. Be sure to like, subscribe, all that jazz, as they say. And definitely check me out on the Instagram at WWE underscore Akiharo. And get at me on my personal page at Akiharo, A-K-I-H-A-R-H-O. Yes, definitely. So uh, SmackDown was what SmackDown is. You know what I'm saying? Definitely a better iteration of Monday Night Raw. I felt like it was much more paced better. I felt like it actually focused on giving me matches. But then again, it's a two-hour show versus a three-hour show. So it's structure and format is a lot different than Monday Night Raw, which I feel like it just mainly panders towards its uh, its sponsors and its commercials, etc, etc. So without further ado, let's jump right on into this uh, amazing SmackDown review. Let's do it. So SmackDown opens up with a Kevin Owens obviously getting a hero's welcome in Toronto, him being a Canadian and all of that stuff, right? He put away Shane McMahon, so you know he's riding high on his uh, on his victory. He's talking about how it's the five-year anniversary of signing his WWE contract, how he stepped in the ring with some of the best there is, you know, obviously some of the best there was, ever there will be. You know, <clears throat> paying homage to uh, but the hitting the heart right there. He didn't say that, but I just was saying that. You know, he's um, he mentioned a few of some of the, the greats that he stepped into the ring with, and how uh, he beat someone who this or excuse me, last Sunday claimed that he was the best in the world, but by no means was the best in the world. And he's obviously referring to Shane McMahon. And then it starts to go on and pander to the crowd about how he couldn't have did it without them and how Shane is this, how Shane is that. A typical babyface crap, you know, but it's, it's nothing that he doesn't have to say. I'm not blaming this on Kevin Owens. It's probably some stuff that he was scripted to say here. But all in all, it was pretty much just a setup Shane McMahon to come on out. And boy, oh boy, did he come on out. And what did he do? Per Shane McMahon, he actually just stood there calmly and then decided that he was going to talk trash as calm as possible. You know, calls Kevin Owens' victory tainted. Crowd starts calling him an asshole as usual. You know what I'm saying? Says he's a terrible person for low blowing him at a SummerSlam. Crowd just chanting, You deserve it. But nobody deserves to get kicked in the balls. You know what I'm saying? Shane says that he wasn't fair competition. Kevin Owens is mocking the dude. You know, mentions his mean street posse days. 
talking about how he stood up for what he believes in, how he fought to, to uh, keep his job, and just wants to, to shut up Shane's stupid face. I mean, like, seriously, this is like written for, for a child here, and I want to love Kevin Owens, you know, fight Owens, fight, who's now stunned Owens, stunned. Shane calls Kevin a cheater, says he'll always be known as a cheater, he should be unemployed. Shane threatens to come to the ring. But he's like, nah, I'm going to show me some restraint because you, Kevin, will be competing tonight in his most calm voice as possible. Shane then proceeds to show Kevin Owens a video package of what he did to uh, Elias. Mm -hmm. How he proceeded to beat the crap out of Elias with a chair. I mean, I guess he hit the guy some maybe 10 times or so, right? And with that being said, Kevin Owens clearly forgot that Elias was an official for that match. So with that being said, Shane McMahon decided to find that man $100,000. In which Kevin Owens said, yo, it may not be a lot of money for you, but for me, that's a lot for me and my family. That's my kid's college fund. You know, he starts going on about this and then that, you know, bringing up that work family again. And as much as I like that, I mean, we know Kevin Owens is making quite a bit of money a year, right? So he's he's not poor by no means. So to, to have him sound very blue-collar workish, and like, you know, I wouldn't say an independent contractor that works for the WWE would be considered a, a blue-collar-ish. And um, that's pretty much how it ended there. And uh, Kevin followed him. So... Next segment, you see uh, Kevin follows him all the way backstage to his office, in which case uh, Shane threatens him again. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not in the ring, man. You know what I'm saying? I am backstage in office capacity. If you hit me, I will sue you for everything you and your family owns. Yeah. And so uh, Kevin Owens was just standing there like, man, I can't even do anything. Like, oh, shit. Just just looking upset, you know, just, just looking real lugubrious. So up next, we got uh, Charlotte versus Ember Moon there. You don't get an entrance for uh, Moon. So, yeah, no entrance, no nothing like that. But, hey, that's okay. The match went on for 11 minutes and, uh, and 40 seconds, and it was a good match, and it was a good back and forth, and these girls can go. I mean, they've been going since uh, NXT. Charlotte had a fine run in NXT and has gotten better and better over the years. Some people think she's the best wrestler out there. I... I Fail to see how she's the best wrestler out there only because she probably gets the most notoriety, but I don't think she's the best wrestling female out there. That honor goes to Shayna Baszler. Definitely. Or Natalia. Definitely. But this Ember Moon is no slouch. She is amazing at what she does. The girl can go in the ring. I've, I've been following her for the longest, so if you've been listening to the podcast, you know how I feel about Ember Moon. So this was... um pretty much a good back and forth match here it wasn't like charlotte was dominating too much or ember moon was dominating i mean these girls had some really really good back and forth um action that ultimately led to uh ember being defeated via charlotte's uh figure eight and that's just all there is to it now charlotte obviously is just gonna head back to uh the title scene at some point but ember moon and what do we do with the ember moon here I, I want to see some kind of a, a Queen of the Ring tournament in which 
Charlotte is not winning the Queen of the Ring tournament, but in which we can get some uh, uh, talent to be showcased more. Your Ember Moons, like for example, um, what's the girl in uh, Fire and Ice? Because I'm such a huge, 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 huge fan of her. Not Mandy Moore, not Mandy Rose. I think Mandy Moore, Sonya Deville. Because I keep wanting to say Daria Baronado, right? But she's no longer Daria Baronado. Her real name, obviously, you know what I'm saying? So I have to remember a lot of times when they, they get changed here. I just want to say them as the names in which I, I knew them first. But no, 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 no. Sonya Deville. I would love to see that. Like a Sonya Deville, nice little Ember Moon uh, a 10, 15 minute battle. But you see, we could have that in the Queen of the Ring tournament right there. You know what I'm saying? And I would totally, totally be okay with that. So up next, we just got highlights of uh, Roman's recent near-death experiences and whatnot. And Brian and Rowan arrive. And Brian says there's no question now that someone is out to get Reigns. But he and Rowan had nothing to do with it. Which uh, I speculated on uh, when I was talking about it last week. I was saying, well, we don't know if um, Eric did it. We don't know if Buddy just said that just to say it. You know what I'm saying? So basically, they were like, look, he and Rowan, we ain't got nothing to do with it. Despite Murphy's false accusation, Murphy is a liar. Brian is like, he doesn't blame him for lying since Reigns had him pressed against the wall because you would fall too. He said he was looking at anybody. He was like, pretty much every all of y'all out there, if Roman Reigns had you pressed up against the wall like that, I'm pretty sure you would have said anything as well. And that, that's kind of believable. I mean, Roman Reigns could be considered a, uh, an intimidating dude yeah right you know what I'm saying so Brian denies their involvement and says it's all the fault of the fans and society as a whole and tonight they will prove that they had nothing to do with it and then we got Shane McMahon backstage with uh, Samoa Joe and Joe offers his services to face Owens tonight yeah Alistair Black wonders Who's got a debt to pay? Alistair Black wonders if anybody is going to step up and challenge him again. So that's now his gimmick. He just sits in the dark and then waits for people to knock on his door to challenge him. Like, why are we doing this to Alistair Black? Like, please, can we? do we not have anything better for for um, for dear brother Alistair Black here? Oh, yeah, yeah. What, what a shame how the mighty have fallen. You know, it was just WrestleMania and before then that... Him and Ricochet were going on something hot, you know what I'm saying? Everybody loved them, and now Alistair Black is getting, what, one match? Two matches here, maybe three since then? This is it's terrible. It's incredibly terrible. Now, Matt, up next, I had something that was um, actually exciting here. Roman Reigns. That's right, Roman Reigns versus uh, Buddy Murphy. And I knew this had the potential to uh, to be a good match if they allowed it. We've seen Roman Reigns. I mean, what he can do in the ring. He's a consistent guy. And Buddy Murphy, the best kept secret. If you're watching 205 or NXT, then you would have been definitely familiar with him. So I, I knew what he could do. And I was very, very excited to see it. So, uh, and, and immediately... He just comes running out with a flying knee strike, and it was just amazing here. Like this was a this was a good match, in which I, I liked that Buddy was dictating a lot of the pace rather than Roman Reigns was just beating him down and then pacing around him and whatnot. And this was a good, good, good match because it allowed Buddy to showcase 
what he was capable of and commentary was really good at putting over buddy i will give them that for sure they were placing over buddy like like nobody's business here they were like letting him know like you know he ain't gonna be the best kept secret anymore here imagine if he pulls off a win over roman reigns and you know etc etc because roman reigns is considered to be the number one dude here and by him even keeping up with him like roman had to do a lot of work to put down buddy murphy he had to super spear him for the freaking win you know what i'm saying but that wasn't no normal spear he had to super spear him and buddy murphy at one point was just kneeing him just knee knee and the precision from those knees buddy murphy is not a sloppy worker by no means the guy knows what he's doing in the ring and he did what he had to do here and he ultimately lost fine but he shined in defeat and the secret is out. That's no longer the best kept secret. All right. Buddy Murphy is out there. Ladies and gentlemen, he shined. And that's like, it's like going up against John Cena or The Undertaker or anything like that. Like, you know, you're not going to win. But long as you look good up against them. Like, and that is what matters. And he looked good. So match went for 13 minutes and 45. And Roman defeated uh, Buddy with a colossal spear and i'm not talking about like the spear that uh, goldberg gave um uh dolph ziggler at uh that third one at um SummerSlam where he he damn near sent him through a black hole or that spear that uh edge gave to uh elias but it was, it was vicious you know so he had a revival uh is backstage and how these guys have fallen as well Scott Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder I mean I was a fan of these guys here I still am a fan of them but it seems like in a place where it's world wrestling entertainment there's no place for their world of wrestling when it's only entertainment so they're cutting a promo against facing the new day and that's pretty much what that was and they call them the jokes they call the New Day their, their jokes. You know, the revival is serious. They don't got time for all that pancake and all of that stuff. And then Kofi is talking with Woods, who is upset that he is not in the King of the Ring tournament. They comment on the revival's promo, claiming that they have never ruined the tag division. Kofi says he attacked the Orton at SummerSlam because he crossed the line with his family. You know, pretty much nothing that we haven't seen here before. You know what I'm saying? Like that, 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 that's is all you, you can say to it. And up next, we got uh, Kevin Owens versus uh, Samoa Joe with the special uh, enforcer for the match, Elias. Because, well, why not, right? <laughs> you know, I, I guess we should say 24 7 uh, champion Elias, right? That that needs to be known. That, I guess we need to say that in itself, there, yeah, exactly. And this match went on for about 5 minutes and 50 seconds, which Smojo defeated Kevin Owens uh, via distraction. I guess you could say that. Yeah. So he got a joke at the cradle on him. You know, it wasn't like a Joe made him tap out to the coquina clutch. It was nothing devastating that that old um, Kevin Owens can't recover or can't make a comeback from. You know, nothing, nothing to that level right there. You know what I'm saying? So it, it gave Samoa Joe a win. He needed it. But it also protected uh, Kevin Owens because, you know, he lost, obviously, because of Elias distracting the ref. He got kind of all just pulled out the ref, you know what I'm saying, so it was a lot more than a bang on distract, you know what I'm saying, 
So yeah, next we see um, Daniel Bryan and uh, Eric Rowan walking in the locker room and they clear out the locker room, tell everybody to get out except for Buddy and they want to talk. Daniel Bryan wants him to admit that he lied and he refuses so Rowan kicks his ass and then Bryan yells at him and Buddy says he lied. So uh, now, whether he... See, now this is where it gets tricky again. Now, did they really do it? And now they're threatening Eric, um, excuse me, they're threatening Bernie Murphy to go back on his words so that he goes, yeah, you're right, I lied. They really didn't do it, even though they did do it. Or did he really not do it? And Bernie Murphy just said a name and it just happened to be Eric Rowan. And Eric Rowan is pissed because he dragged his name through the mud. I mean, technically, that, that would be considered slander. Hey man, you you did this, but you didn't really do it, and then that or slander that could lead to defamation of character, and you can't do that. So I could see how uh, Kevin Owens, excuse me, I could see how um, Rowan, <laughs> Owen Rowan, I could see how uh, Rowan could be upset behind that. I'd be upset too, same way uh, Samoa Joe was upset, you know. Hmm. So. Rowan looks for uh, Roman is looking for um, Brian and Rowan, and that's pretty much how, how the how the next one goes on up into there. Then we got Randy Orton. He's arriving. Says Kofi can come out here and cheerlead his boys when he ran from a fight at SummerSlam, and Kofi couldn't beat him ten years ago, and he can't beat him now. Worst of all, he ran from a fight in front of his wife and kids, and Orton will give him a chance to prove him wrong, and he wants them both to join in this match and make it a six man. That's right. So that's pretty much how that was. He just wanted to jump on into it and was just like, look, tell you what, I ain't got time to wait for, for Teddy Long to come out here and make it a, 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 a triple, or excuse me, a six-man tag. I'm just going to come out here and do it. Look, you got a chance to redeem yourself. Fight me. I want to fight tonight. So the revival with Randy Orton versus... The New Day. Obviously, Xavier, Kofi, and Big E. Mm-hmm. And uh, that went on for 11.55, in which uh, The Revival defeated The New Day. Yeah, they fairly, they fairly did. It wasn't like no chairs or no hokiness or nothing. I mean, they just outsmarted um, The New Day and hit Shatter Machine on Xavier Woods, and it was wham, bam, thank you officer you know what I'm saying and there's a lot of um post-matchness right because you know the rival is just doing what they got to do there Kofi fights him off you know starts doing what he had to do hitting with trouble in paradise and then um yeah he gets an RKO then Xavier Wood gets an RKO and uh Big E gets an RKO and then we get another RKO for Kofi. So Randy Orton then decides to do what Randy Orton does best and proceed to uh, eviscerate everyone. Making it seem like he may uh, actually take that title away from Kofi. Now, I, I'm digging the Kofi here. And it's not just because I'm a brother and he's black, nothing like that. No, I'm digging it because he's been doing really well. He's been winning his matches. He's been stepping up with it. The only thing I want to see from Kofi more forget the pancakes he's got to step into serious mode you know what i'm saying the the honeymoon is over right 
Now, if you're going up against somebody like Randy Orton, I'm going to need you to bring the seriousness. Nobody said become a heel, but even John Cena knew how to step it up and become serious. He needs to find that serious spot in him that is going to allow him to possibly win against someone as dangerous as a freaking Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. So all in all, at least uh, SmackDown tonight was actually um, had had wrestling on there. You know, where the matches were were over ten minutes. I mean, I guess you had one or two that were uh, around five five minutes or so. But compared to Monday right Monday Night Raw, at least the time limit of the matches actually correlate to how long the show is. And Monday Night Raw will give you a whole bunch of five minute matches, but it'll be a three hour show, and you're just like, come on here, what are you doing? But all in all, SmackDown, maybe a seven and a half. You know, it did what it had to do there. It furthered along some storylines. You know, still no fiend. I guess we're uh, keeping him away there. You know, treating him like a national treasure here. Makes you wonder: Is Randy Orton going to go over on um, Kofi Kingston? I hope not. Uh, I'm throwing this out here. I miss Lars Sullivan. What are we doing with Samoa Joe? He's an amazing heel. Why can't he keep a belt? Or why can't he get a belt? Let alone keep the belt. He had the American title. Like, what are we doing with our Buddy Murphy? I'm glad that he got a chance to shine. But what do we do next with Buddy Murphy? How do we keep this um, this heat flowing with Buddy Murphy? Or as they say in the WWE, how do we let the, uh, the momentum continue along here? Ember Moon. I love her. Let's actually utilize the girl. How about something with her and Naomi? That would be freaking awesome here. So I'm going to get on out of here. Y'all need to stick around and um, check me out for my NXT UK and my NXT uh, reviews. So please, please, you're definitely going to love those because NXT and NXT UK, oh my God, that's where the fun is. Those shows, they just hold you deep into the night and then they kiss you ever so softly and whisper sweet words of nothingness into your ear until you feel safe and secure. That's what NXT UK and NXT does. They don't let you down. But yeah, now be sure to like, subscribe, all of that good stuff. You know what I'm saying? Hit me up on the Instagram, WWE underscore Akiharo. Hit up my main page at Akiharo, A-K-I-H-A-R-H-O. Like I said, like, subscribe, share with your friends, your neighbors, the cat down the road, the cat up the road, all the cats out there. You know what I'm saying? All the people everywhere. Share it. You know what I'm saying? Stay tuned. I'm glad you all were here for episode number eight of the podcast. I really, really appreciate the like, the love, the support, all of that good stuff. So yeah, once again, I thank you so much, my brothers and sisters. It's always a pleasure to get in here and talk about the ups, the downs, the highs, and the lows of uh, WWE, where it's going, where you know, where it's coming, where it's going, all of that, all of the above. So it's awesome things coming down the pipeline. All I can do is just say thank you so much as uh, we work and we grow and we get better on this journey here. So thank you for being with me from the beginning as we grow along this amazing world. And as I grow this uh, WWE wrestling multiverse uh podcast which i'm just thoroughly excited about so thank you all once again i just can't say thank you and and whatnot enough like the fact that people would even want to tune in to listen to me talk about wrestling is is amazing and i'm just i'm ecstatic i'm just full of adulation knowing that people care 
So I'll never take that for granted. And as long as there are people and brothers and sisters out there that want to hear me talk about wrestling, then I'm going to be out here talking about wrestling and fighting and everything else out there interesting. And whatever topics that else that you may want to hear me go on or, or ramble or give my Gemini INFJ wood rat touch to. So once again, I'm out of here this time for real, y'all. Y'all be easy. I love you all. And uh, I'll catch you all on the flip side, as they say. Ciao, ciao, brothers and sisters.